Back before we had cars, the internet, or even a chalkboard, as a society we were raised to be taught to master many different skills. But teaching back then looked very different than what we are used to nowadays. Even America, which compared to other countries, is very young and had to go through a time where education, compared to now, was unrecognizable. In most parts of early America, education was primitive but highly valued. The children of white families were often homeschooled, and gender had an impact on what you were and were not taught in American households. People of other races, or slaves, did not have an education. With that, we will dive into a short story to get an in-person perspective on how education really worked in early America and how the opening of the first public school changed everything. It was a sunny day in the newly named town of Boston, Massachusetts. In this town lied a small house on a hillside that inhabited a family known as the Williams. The oldest child of which was named Thomas, who was around age 12. Thomas was at around the average height for his age and had short black hair. He had a younger sister and two loving parents who were very well-known farmers in the area and serviceable teachers as well. Thomas and his sister Anne had just finished their home learning for the day which was long and boring, just like any other. Thomas had overheard his mother in the other room teaching Anne how to dust cabinets for the 37th time, while he had just finished a quiz over a book called The Merchant of Venice by William Shakespeare. Whether or not he did good on it was a different question entirely, and something he'd rather not think about. The only thing he could think about was getting to meet up with his two friends, Edward and Henry. Edward, the child of Martha and Ted Smith, had a short, slightly bigger frame, and had brown shaggy hair, which mirrored his father's, but had brownish-green eyes like his mother Martha. Like in his father's youth, Edward always had a knack for getting to some kind of trouble. Being the oldest of six brothers, he was particularly adept at, let's just say, aggressively teasing them. It was considered a good day for his brothers if they didn't show up to the house soaking wet from just getting pushed into the nearby lake, which was conveniently on accident on Edward's part. When being taught reading and writing, he was rather mediocre, but actually did quite well when it came to more physical things like chopping wood with his dad and was a skilled fisherman. Lastly, we have Henry Taylor, son of Elizabeth and John Taylor. Henry was the tallest of the group, with long brown hair and green eyes. Compared to the other two boys, he was definitely the smartest. He was a natural when it came to reading and writing, and could interpret advanced texts like it was a Sunday stroll. His family was also rather wealthy, and were the only ones out of the three who owned a slave. The slave was an African-American man in around his mid-thirties named Daniel. Henry had known Daniel for as long as he could remember and always had a soft spot for him. Every once in a while, he would try to give Daniel a slice of pie or some cider after supper. Of course, he tried to keep it as a secret to his family so as not to anger them. As to why he did, as to why he did it, he didn't know. Guilt? Regret? Who knows? All he knew is that he wanted to help out this man any way he could. For now, though, his focus on was finally seeing his friends after a long and grueling school day. There are murmurings circulating the town of a new so-called public school opening at the end of April. The kids had no idea what that meant at all. Anything to get me away from these horrid quizzes my father always gives me, Thomas said with a chuckle. I had two of them just this week, aha. Edward had just joined Thomas and Henry at the center of town, sweating profusely after a long morning of helping his father chop wood. <sighs> you guys reckon that new public school is going to open up anytime soon? Edward wondered. 
My father had a talk with Mr. Pomont, and he says that by next week the school shall be open for any boy who wished to attend. Henry explained. Mr. Pomont, Thomas said. Who is this man exactly? Well, from what I know, he is the man that is leading this whole operation, and is apparently a schoolmaster which is leading of sorts. Henry explained. You know, you want to know the best part? According to my father, the school will be running from 6am to 5pm, which will be so lovely for us, won't it? Henry said with a hint of sarcasm. Oh brother, how am I going to get any fishing in at all? I'm do all I'm doing for the day is reading some dumb book from a hundred years ago. Edward said angrily. Relax. It'll probably be open for like two months to realize that it is not that bad idea. Then revert back to our normal way of schooling. Besides, don't you ever get tired of always being outside doing chores? Asked Thomas. Edward did not answer. The kids went on for a while, theorizing all the possible outcomes and different things they would have them do. Obviously, each one had different outlooks on the subject, with Thomas and Edward erring on the side of caution, with Henry being less so. Six days later. It was just one more day till the grand opening of the newly named Boston Latin School, which was the same school that the boys were talking to each other about just six days prior. Thomas was at the dinner table when his dad said, You excited to go to your new school, bud? You're going to meet so many new people there. Yeah, I guess I'll to see. Thomas said, looking down at his plate. He was both excited and dreadful. He was excited because it was something brand new, but he also thought of the tremendously long 11-hour school day and if he was going to meet anyone he'd like. If he couldn't find Henry or Edward during the school day, he knew it was going to be a wash. And you will be staying with me while your brother goes to school, you understand? Girls are not permitted to attend this school, the mother said sternly. Yes, ma'am. Anne said with bitter resentment. She wanted so badly to leave the house, which she barely... Which she rarely did, but she knew there was no point in arguing with her mother. After supper, both Thomas and Anne went upstairs. Off to bed. Edward, after writing an essay on a book called The Prince, set down his pencil, lied down in his bed, and thought of the coming days. How was he going to fit in amongst the rest of his peers at his school? He thought of himself on how he was always sweaty and dirty all the time from working outside, or how his clothes were always ripped up, or had holes in them. How were people going to respond to that? Was anyone going to like him? As he thought of this, his mind went adrift, and he later fell asleep. Henry, unlike the others, had a more positive outlook on what his new school could bring. More chances to meet new people, the possibilities of learning so many new things, and time spent away from family, which he lately had a somewhat of a distaste for how they treat their slave Daniel. He was sad that even if Daniel was his age, he still wouldn't be allowed to attend school, only because of his race. He then thought of Thomas's younger sister, Anne, who also wouldn't be able to attend school, and it made him ponder the reason why they couldn't go. Why is education, of all things, something that every man or woman should have the blessing to learn, be sectioned off to people who got there purely based on chance? How is it their fault that they were born the way they are and have to suffer the consequences for it? But before he could think of anything else, his father came into his room. Hey, Henry, it's about time you got some shut-eye, okay? Gotta get up and ready for your big day tomorrow. Yes, father, Henry said sleepily. It was getting late, and he knew that he shouldn't dig himself into a rabbit hole that he'd likely never get out of. So with that, he was sound asleep. The three boys were up by the crack of dawn to get ready for the big day. 
It was a cooler, slightly windier spring morning, with the birds chirping and the grass damp. The nerves were just now settling in for them as they drew closer and closer to the new building. They stood at the very edge of the entrance and looked up at the massive building with the words Boston Latin School engraved on the stone with a sense of awe. See you on the other side, said Thomas. They all walked in through the front doors into a massive, sprawling, candlelit room. <laughs> Not half bad, eh? said Edward, surprised. Where do we even begin with this place? I'm pretty sure we head to the hallway to the left where our first class shall be, Henry said. They walked down the dimly lit hallway and found a door to the right, which the boys thought was their room. When they walked in, they found around ten kids in there, all male, waiting for their class to start. The three boys sat next to each other, confused as to what would happen next. A teacher then appeared in the classroom with a handful of papers and books, which they assumed were for everyone. Hello, students. My name's Mr. White, and I'll be teaching you all about grammar for the remaining of this semester. Understood? The, su- the students all nodded. The rest of the class was as follows. They read a section of a book. Mr. White would ask a question about the book. Then the students would answer, rinse, and repeat. They were also taught the basics of how to speak Latin and Greek, which was rather hard at first, but eventually they got the hang of. They then took an hour, a two-hour break, then proceeded back to class, where they resumed where they left off. Once 5 p.m. hit, they all scrambled out of the doorway and headed towards the front entrance, where they, just 11 hours ago, once stood. you guys think? Asked Thomas, somewhat exhausted. I personally did not like it at all, said Henry, irritated. It's nothing that I don't already know. It was actually not half bad, in my opinion. Could shave off a couple of hours, but other than that, I actually quite enjoyed it. And Mr. White is pretty good, exclaimed Edward. Thomas and Henry looked back at Edward in shock. Well, that was unexpected coming from you, uh aha, said Thomas with a chuckle. I guess school suits you better than what you thought, huh? Edward nodded in agreement. Well, what do you guys think if I'd invite you to my place and we could have supper at my house? I think my mom is making pie tonight as well. Edward said. Both Thomas and Henry agreed that it'd be a great idea and walked over to Edward's house. Without them even knowing, they had just made history by being the first kids to ever set foot in a public school in America. That today would be the first day of the rest of their lives.